amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Welcome to another episode of Out of the Pods. I'm Deep T. And I'm Natalie. And if you're watching on video, yes, I am in my adult acne era. <laughs> I swear if I receive another DM about it, you're, you guys are dead to me. <laughs> Who's DMing you? There's I'm, always someone that's like, mm, that zit was huge in that one video. And I'm like, okay, well, now I have five huge zits. So <laughs> choose your fighter. <laughs> choose your fighter. Oh, that's good. <laughs> choose which one you're going to make fun of this time. Okay. But uh, that's funny. Okay. Can we talk about what we were talking about before we pressed record? Because yes. I need everyone's opinion on this. If this thing is a faux pas. <laughs> what's a faux pas <laughs> okay it's like a social blunder like something that goes against social etiquette okay wait let's tell them about the story i told you about okay okay yes i'll let you explain it so i went to a birthday dinner a few days ago and i was already full on appetizers and we went to this amazing restaurant it's this italian restaurant here in west town in chicago and the pasta was fucking phenomenal and <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was a few martinis in and my ass was like, I'm not letting this pasta go to waste. Like I'm taking this thing with me everywhere I fucking go. Dude, Natalie, I literally had this to go pasta with me to three different bars after I left the restaurant because I was like, I need this for drunk food later. I'm not trying to order food. I need I knew that my future drunk self needed it. But is that a faux pas then? You're not allowed to do that. Okay, so I am a big, like, to-go queen. So if I don't, like, finish my meal, I'm I'm going to get a doggy bag. Is that what they call it? Yes, a, to-go a bag. doggy bag. Yes. Yeah. Like, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take one. But the, the, the times I won't get a doggy bag is when I'm on a date at a restaurant or when I'm at a birthday party like you were. Because, like, <laughs> I know that we'll most likely go somewhere afterward like if I know I'm going home I'll take the to-go bag but typically yeah. like when you like go to dinner for a birthday especially on a weekend date yeah. you're gonna like you know go to a bar afterward most likely and I'm like oh is that like annoying to carry it around or is it like kind of like embarrassing to have like smelly food with you, <laughs> you know? tell me why <laughs> I was packed bar I was so fucking impressed with myself that I literally took it to two different bars. And I'm not going to lie. My friends were like, I'm excited for this. <laughs> I can't I, believe like, you have I support. I 100% support. I would do the same thing. Look, if you're going to drunk eat something, it better be really, really good Italian pasta instead of Jet's pizza. <laughs> oh, you know what? Though I live for a good Jet's pizza you too. You love Jet's but pizza. That's expensive. Yeah, like a personal pizza is twenty dollars on Uber Eats, yeah. and that's like, I mean, I have like no idea. Up. Why is Jet's pizza so fucking expensive? I don't even understand. Like, I know it's deliciously fucking good, but like, I don't know. But can I tell you, I took the pasta home, but I left it out all night, and I didn't even eat it. <gasps> okay, can I just? 
Can I, I have a follow-up question. I have a follow-up question. When you leave food out, like yeah. things like pasta, do you toss it the next morning or do you microwave it to its death and hope that you could still eat it? Sometimes I microwave it to the deaths. It depends on how fucking, like, if I'm still drunk in the morning, I'm fucking eating the pasta. I do not care. But if it's like a Taco Bell or something like that, I'm like, nah, nah, I can't. I can't fucking read that. <laughs> Plus, I don't really like microwaves. I think it kills food. So I don't like to yeah, microwave that's true. often. Okay, I'm actually the opposite. If it's like fresh food from like, like a pasta place, right? Like there's no preservatives in that most likely. And so I was like, it's not going to, it's not going to last the night. Yeah. But if it's like Taco Bell, McDonald's, like, I don't care if that's a day old, I'm eating. Ew, I'm yeah, yeah, I'm no, eating no, you do yes, not. Because there's so many preservatives in it. It's like, Ew. no, there's no way it's going bad. That's the opposite of the mentality you should have. Mm. If there's preservatives, don't eat it. <laughs> no. This is so sick. I can't tell if we're not normal or this is like normal stuff. <laughs> I would love, yeah. That like no one talks about. You know, I would love to hear people, if if you were going out to the bars after a dinner, but you had a bomb ass meal and you want to eat the leftovers, do you take the leftovers with you everywhere you go all night? I need to know. Because if you don't, I don't know what's wrong with you. I'm shocked though you didn't leave it at a bar. I, I feel like that's something I would do. I would like leave it somewhere can i tell you and I was, some other drunk dude at the bar would eat it most likely he'd be like what's this <laughs> pizza parlor oh my god what is this <laughs> dude i'm not gonna lie to you i started to brown out too so the fact that i actually brought it back pretty pretty impressed with myself i'm very very impressed wow Thank okay you. well <laughs> i i i think it's still a faux pas though like if you take a to-go bag, if you're going somewhere after dinner, however, I support, like I would do I can't what believe you did. I, I just think it's a faux pas. I can't believe you're takeout shaming me right now with the faux pas-ness. No, but... I would do it too. <laughs> but I think it's a faux pas. It's a faux pas. It's a faux pas. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm super excited about this episode because it has been highly, highly requested. We are continuing our burning questions series. So we gathered your most burning questions from our Instagram. That's where we gather. We gathered your most burning. <laughs> <laughs> Ma'am. We gathered your most burning questions. <laughs> okay. Shh. La, 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 la. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I'm good. Okay. We gathered your most burning questions from our Instagram page, Out of the Pods. If you guys aren't following us on there, please do because that's where we interact with you guys. That's where we gather all your questions and comments. So if you do have questions about Love is Blind or reality TV in general, definitely follow us and ask us on there. But I think that this is going to be a lot of fun. I really miss doing these, don't you? We can really speak to our listeners and like give them the content that they want versus us just like, you know, talking about whatever we want. So I like this formatted episode. Yay. Okay. So let's get right into it. Um, first question from one of our listeners. Is there an engagement day on the show or can people propose whenever they want in the pods? Ooh, 
Actually, okay, there is a proposal day technically, but I think if people feel very strongly before that proposal day, I think you can propose if you want because Natalie, in your situation, there was a contestant who wanted to ask you if you were interested in marrying him like early on before the engagement day and because he was being sent home. And he asked you before he left. So technically, I think yeah. if you feel the urge to be like, this is my person, you can ask early. But there is technically a proposal day. Yeah, proposal day is on day nine or nine. 10. You could kind of tell when it is on the show because everyone dresses up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. On our season, they actually told us not to dress up for proposal day. Yeah, they And did. so I think that was like a new thing where they were trying to make it seem like on the show we were getting proposed on different days. But it looks like they changed that fact because now everyone is dressing up on like a certain day, it seems yeah. like. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. there, there is one, but... You're right. You could, I think that you can propose whenever you want to. Um, there really isn't a lot of guidelines or um, really like control in the pods. Like you could really do whatever you want. Yeah. Okay. Our next question from listeners people want to know what our on paper matches are. Can you explain that a little bit? Like what those are? Mm hmm. Yeah. So um, we talked about this in our episode with Johnny. We've also talked about it in the past as well, this concept of paper matches. So prior to getting on set, like getting into the pods, we do a lot of compatibility tests. We are asked things like, what's our ideal type? Um, There's also like, we do a lot of personality tests as well. And I think um, what happens is, is that Every single contestant has multiple paper matches yeah. based on our personality, based on what we're looking for, based on like past um, our past partners as well, like what we typically go for. And so all of that is like put in some sort of, I don't know, like there's some, I don't know how they do it, um, the production team, but um, yeah, you have like essentially multiple compatibility matches um, based on these tests. I think it's also important to note that, like, even before we get casted for the show, they're looking at our responses to this, like, extensive questionnaire that we had to do. I almost didn't even do the show because of how long the fucking questionnaire was. I was like, am I really answering 200 plus questions? Like, it's going to take me forever. But I'm glad they did that because, like, they kind of selected the cast based on those compatibility matches or whatever. Um, But one of the questions that the listeners had um, to go off of that is, do producers push paper matches together? And I think, no, they don't. For the most part, no. Like, the producers don't tell you, like, who your paper matches are when you are in the pods, right? Where it's kind yeah. of like a free-for-all. No, they shouldn't. Kind of, yeah, yeah. But they they know, right? It's It's a way to ensure that there are couples who you know, who, um, at least have like the basics or like, I think paper matches is like a way to ensure that like, there is some sort of like basic compatibility, um, amongst some of the men and women. Um, I will say, I do think that there is a soft push in that you guys heard we rank each other. Like we rank the men after, after every day. And sometimes, um, if I would rank, 
one man off, I would still have a date with him the next day and the day after that, even though I was ranking him off. Like I was like, there's no chemistry here. I think that why I was being put on dates with him is because he was one of my paper matches. Mm, And so like producers didn't want me to like miss that opportunity because on the first day we only talked to the men for a very short amount of time. And so it's not like we're not getting very deep. And so we're cutting men off of our, um, off of our impressions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just based on first impression. And typically that's not always like, you know, like the best way, just like, you know, if you have like one bad first date doesn't mean that that person isn't going to match for you. Yeah. So, so I think in that way, they might like push it a little bit, but they never are like, this is your paper match. You must go with this person. Yeah, no, exactly. And I remember even after uh, the season wrapped, remember when we met up with our producer, they were like, we were asking them, we're like, what is our paper match? But really, I think, like you said, there's multiple. And so, but the producers were kind of like, okay, I think like this person or this couple is going to make it or this couple is going to be a thing and they kind of had some bets going which was I thought was kind of funny but yeah who do you think your paper matches were that's a great question because I have no idea weirdly I do think that shake was my perfect like perfect match oh my gosh I think that he was my paper match weirdly I know the producer said Nick Thompson was but shake to the t on paper fits what I look for in a person like Mm, he's a vet uh, he's Indian. He comes from the same background as me. We have like very similar upbringings. Like, he, what about you? Wait, you think Shake was? Because I thought that you typically, like on the show, you said he was the first Indian man that you, yeah, you had, you were with. But you like, been with. I'm saying like emotionally and physically, I usually do the opposite of what's like what I should be doing. But on paper, like that, those are the qualities I look for in a person. But again, I hate like the paper match term because it shows you like someone can be your perfect paper match, but not be right for you personality wise and in the real world. I think that is so important. And that's why I don't like the concept of it, because even in the Indian culture, that's what you go off of. It's like you have these bio datas where it tells you like your salary and your profession and your family's background, but that's not necessarily what makes you a good match with somebody. There's just so much more environmentally and like emotionally that needs to be there um but yeah yeah. amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals from courses to help you attain or retain certification to individualized coaching services to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen management concepts optimizes your professional development Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. 
I think it also depends on how you fill out those questionnaires and those tests as well. So um, I know there's one section where it asks like, please describe your personality and the personality you want from like an ideal partner. And I was like, I I don't know, that's, that's so hard to do because I mean, you could fill it out very like generally, but there's so many nuances when it comes to that in terms of like personality compatibility. Um, I think it's also really hard because I feel like that initial like chemistry you get from someone um, like that starts out like kind of that honeymoon phase in the early stages of the relationship. Like it's hard to see past that. Like oh, all of a yeah. sudden, like look at like the compatibility with someone. I know. Ultimately. Based on the voice alone, I was like, oh my gosh, this person has a sexy voice. And like, that's what keeps you going. You're like, ooh, hi. <laughs> like, And you're like, forget compatibility. Forget a paper match. Like everything you look for goes out the window. Yeah. Um, but I think that my paper match was Rocky, 100%. I think Rocky and I were, were like, if the producers could have it their way, we were supposed to end up together. He was my ideal match in terms of how I filled out that questionnaire and those tests to a T. Really? Um, I think my other paper match was Joey. Um, and then maybe... I think maybe Jeremy. Mm. So all the people that went home early <laughs> were Natalie's paper match. Yeah, because they all had the same personalities. They came from the same like corporate background. They, I, I wrote that I was looking for someone who is financially responsible, like very, you know, like very much um, understands how to manage their money. And all three mm. of those men did. And it was very important to them. Yeah. Um, and and in terms of like their temperament, all the same, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's very similar. Yeah. It's just so hard to put down your personality on paper. It's easy to put down your qualifications. Yeah. Your personality is like harder, I think. Hmm. Anyways, well, that's paper matches. Um, next question. Given what you know now, who would you both pick now from your season? Ooh. Wait, I need to think about it. You go first. <laughs> I need to think about who. Okay, I would choose Rocky. Mm, that Honestly, Rocky would be in my top three. I absolutely loved talking to him. He was my first date and it went so well. Wait, oh, Rocky. Hmm. I, I really liked him too, though there was one day that I ranked him lower, like outside of my top three. And I don't remember why. I I think because um, we were very much a slow burn compared to Shane and I. Like Shane yeah. and I were like so fast and we were, even though it doesn't show it on the show, we were like very flirty really fast. And like Shane validated me so fast. Like he's like, I just feel like this is something. While with Rocky, you know, like he was exploring his, I feel like he was exploring his other connections and like wasn't being super like expressive towards like how he felt about me. It was more so like getting to know each other. So I feel like that's why maybe <laughs> like Shane kind of won over yeah. over him at the time. But he was definitely, he would have definitely been my pick. I will say, I don't think Rocky and I would have lasted. I think yeah. even if him and I got married, which I'm a little bit confident that we would have gotten married on the show. I don't think that 
we would have actually like stayed married. Interesting. It's so hard to predict yeah. what could have happened. Like the what ifs are so hard. I think for me, the answer was always going to be Kyle before. Um, and like we talked about it and we were like, if we picked each other, we probably would be married, <laughs> which is really oh fucking wild to talk about or think about. But I, knowing what I know now, I would pick no one. I would pick you. I would pick you, Natalie. <laughs> Honestly. We're like, we're going to make this a queer season. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, let's go. Because No, I really, now that I think about it, like, I don't think any of the men I would have been compatible with or it would have lasted. I just don't think that it was in the cards for me with that cast. So I'm going to go with no one. Okay. I mean, that's a fair answer, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Next question. Do you guys have to do your own hair, makeup, and style yourselves? Uh, yes. <laughs> Sadly, yes. <laughs> yes. When everyone says, who are their, like, stylists or, like, makeup artists? It's ourselves. It's <laughs> me, myself, and I. That's why I had gray makeup. <laughs> the amount of that people is why, I... That's why my eyeliner is always e uneven in every scene. <laughs> That's why my makeup didn't match my face after Mexico. <laughs> That's why I'm never wearing lipstick because I kept coming off and I just wore lip balm all the time. Oh, my God. The lipstick comment made me think about my makeout with Shake after reveal and how it was all smeared. That was the most embarrassing moment of my entire life. Oh, oh my gosh. So sad. Uh, we did get a question about that. About reveal. Oh, we did. Yes, we yeah. did. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so the next question from someone is, is it awkward to see your fiancés at Reveal? What did you guys talk about? Me and Shake didn't talk. We just kissed the whole time. <laughs> All 20 minutes? I'm just kidding. All 20 minutes? No, it was more like 12 minutes we kissed, which is why I needed that long-lasting, you know, smear-proof lipstick, but I didn't have it. Anyways, we did. We just actually... I absolutely loved my Reveal with Shake. It will honestly be forever an amazing moment in my life i know like people are like oh my god what but i actually loved it it was like the way he touched my feet was so like important to me because it was like something we were talking about and you know when you like have an inside joke with somebody and it like comes to fruition and it plays out and you're like oh my god that was amazing and like no one else like understands the situation so it was like so perfect we were very attracted to each other kissed a lot our kisses were like good like it was a good make out i don't know everything about it was good i will forever cherish it i know you're gonna say the opposite Wait. okay what was the i i don't remember your reveal that much but what was the whole feet thing like, okay what was the significance so in the indian culture when you get married the wife um touches your like your new husband's feet and they kind of like bless you but for me i always saw it as like why is it that the the woman has to do that for the man it seemed like such inequality and so i told him in the pods i was like i'm not touching your feet like i think we're equals and so when he pulled up pulled up when we did the reveal and we walked towards each other the first thing he did was touch my feet and it was so cute oh, i still remember it's very cute yeah and i was like i literally looked at him and i was like you did not just do that and he's like i would do it for you and i was like it was it was it was a special moment but no wow. I, I i i don't think my reveal was awkward it was very like high intense though with so many people watching us but um 
yeah, one of my top moments. How about how in life? Uh, top moments in life so far until I have a kid or get married. Yeah, I think it's like top five. I've lived a wow. sheltered life. <laughs> I mean. I'm very surprised to hear that about you just because of like where your relationship with Shake stands now that I was like, I don't know. I feel like when you have those really happy memories, but it's with someone that you don't care for anymore. It's just like, I don't really view them in like a happy way anymore. That's how I view my reveal. Yeah, I, I, um, you know what? That's an interesting, uh, perspective because weirdly I still, think about it in a positive way because who I thought he was at the time and who I was in that moment is what I try to like remember and capture and like mm. I'm trying not to like taint it but tell me about why about your reveal moment though I mean I've talked about it before on this podcast it was very very awkward um I think I went in for like a peck and he came in with like a little open mouth <laughs> trying to have a makeout session and I remember feeling like so awkward like it just it's the fact that I was like, oh, this is going to look like such an awkward kiss on TV. And it absolutely was. Um, I literally cringe when I saw us kiss during reveal because it, it was just like, why does it look like we both don't know how to kiss? Um, uh, I think what was really tough is he looked so different than what I had in my mind. Um, Shane looks like like he's very buff. Um, he was very buff at a reveal day. In my mind, I imagined him to be a little bit more like lanky, skinny, <laughs> a little bit, I don't want to like generalize, but a little bit on like the nerdier side. And I know that's really hard to understand, but it was based on our conversations that didn't show on TV. And so that's why I was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm like, this is like, what's happening type of thing. So that's what made it so awkward is I didn't know how to like, respond to who I was physically seeing. Mm -hmm. There's so many so things going through your head. Yeah. yeah. And so that's what, how I remember feeling. I do remember feeling like very happy, like, oh, okay. Like, you know, he seems very nice. Like, you know, like, <laughs> uh, I'm sure it's like fine. One thing though is like after we left that reveal room, I forgot what he looked like and same for Shane. He oh. told me like he forgot what I looked like, one of the one of the um, men who got engaged to, I forgot who from the cast, asked Shane, like, oh, was Natalie, like, pretty? And he's like, I don't know. He Wait. goes, I can't tell you, aside from her being East Asian, he goes, I can't tell you how, <laughs> like, what, I can't tell you, like, her body shape. I can't tell you, like, anything about her physically. That is so funny because I legitimately fucking blacked out during that time too. And I remember when, remember when right before we um, got to our Mexico hotel, I literally asked one of the producers, I was like, Ayo, like, is Shay cute? Because I cannot remember what he looks like for the life of me. I just like blacked out. So I'm in, I, I agree with Shane. Like I was so lost so no, 100 percent. yeah um okay our next question do you get to keep your engagement rings and dresses yes i actually paid for my wedding dress i didn't like the selection that production provided um and so i went outside of their selection and got my own like a week before my wedding and I remember that yeah, it wasn't my favorite dress, but I was like, this is kind of like better than I than what I initially chose. And so, yeah, I got to keep it all. Kept my engagement ring as well. Um, 
again, we talked about this before, but I emailed them after my wedding day or a few months after my wedding day, like, Hey, what do I do with this ring? I emailed my, the executive producer and she's like, keep it. <laughs> That's way more than I did because, uh, um, I drunkenly threw it at, it, on a boat <laughs> and the engagement ring is at the bottom of Lake Michigan right now. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> I was like, F this. No, I'm just kidding. Um, with the dress though, I was in the same boat as you. Obviously I went traditional Indian wedding attire and the budget did not match the dress whatsoever. So I had to figure out something, but me and Shake paid a little bit out of pocket for our Indian outfits. Um, but I still have it. I think I'm going to sell it because where am I ever going to wear that again? Next question. Deep D, have you talked to Shake since the reunion episode? He recently posted on his Instagram story about how he loved your reveal day. Ha. Funny because I said how I love my reveal day today. So I guess the feeling is mutual. Um, <laughs> I haven't talked to Shake in a long, long, long time. Uh, he did try to call me a few months ago, though. And oh, my gosh, I wanted to answer so badly because you know, I'm just like very curious <laughs> to see what he had to say, but I never called him back. He never texted me to see like why he's calling me nothing. And so I kind of just let it go because listen, I wish him the best, but there's just no reason to invite that energy back into my life. Like you do you, I'm doing me, you know, but wish you the best from afar, you know, that's the energy I'm in. <laughs> Oh, good for you. Yeah. Okay. Well, Natalie, our listeners want to know, do you miss Shane? Not the relationship itself, but him as someone you cared for in the past? I don't. Um, it's been like more than a year since I last spoke to him. Um, if I'm being honest, um, like he is blocked on everything, like on my end. So I don't ever see his social media. I don't see anything he posts. Um, I, he's just kind of like out of my life. Um, as someone that I've cared for. So I've had, I've had a few other relationships since I've broken up with Shane. And so he is no longer like my latest ex, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does. And, and, and so like that relationship with him now feels so long ago um, mm -hmm. because I've been with other people since. And then I'm also in one now. So it's like, I don't know. I don't really like think of him or really miss him in any capacity. I think the only time I do like think of him is when we're doing this podcast, when I'm relating something back um, to that time on the show with him yeah. and, and that relationship with him based on like, you know, the recaps that we do on the latest seasons of Love is Blind or, you know, or something we're talking about on this podcast because you guys as a listener, you know, you guys were privy to our love story. But yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah. And I think it's important th that you say that because people are always like, oh my gosh, like you guys still talk about your exes or the situation. And it's like, yeah, it, it's like a big part of what happened to our lives. And also this is a podcast about our time on the show and our future seasons of Love is Blind. So it's like inevitable to talk about them. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, before people come for us, I just wanted to say that too. But are you close at all, Natalie, with Shayna or are you on good terms with her? I think that's another question the listeners had for you. 
Yeah, so Shayna and I have talked since our time on the show. We were both at the live reunion for season four together. So there was like a private um, party in LA and and we were both there and we are very cordial. Like we like laughed and drank and took shots together. Um, I've also seen her around Chicago and same thing. Like we say, hi, we're very cordial. I don't think we'll ever be close friends by any means, but... Um, we are very cordial and, and there's like no animosity there. Love that. Okay. Next question is for you, Deep D. What happened with you and Kyle? Whoa. (laughs) Well, if you guys want to know the full story, please meet, read my book. I choose myself available on Amazon. (laughs) A little last chapter. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is the last chapter. No, um, I actually haven't like outwardly talked about what happened with me and Kyle. I just kind of wrote it in the book and kind of was like done finale last chapter. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Kyle and I, you know, if you want to know where your relationship is going to head, I, the best thing you can do is live with them because you know right away if you're meant to be together or not. I think when Kyle and I um, went to LA and we kind of, you know, were living out there together, I think it like really, really like showed us that we were not compatible. Um, I was so anxious as a person when I was with him that like, I knew something was off and he initiated the conversation of like, Hey, like, don't you think it's better if we're friends? And I wholeheartedly agreed with him. We were on the same page with that. It didn't hurt any less because I think like our lives were so intertwined together. Like we spent so much time together. So it was really tough to break free. But if I'm being honest, I think the person that Kyle is post breakup is somebody that I have no idea who they are. It's like that version of him is someone that I don't know. And, you know, he's living his own life and I'm living my own. And that's the end of that. <laughs> like, so like nothing bad really happened. It wasn't like someone did something to each other. It was kind of like a mutual, I don't think we're meant to be. Uh, next question from one of our listeners. Can you better explain how saying someone got a bad edit negates or diminishes the literal words spoken by the individual? Ooh, that's a really good fucking question. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's interesting because when we say got a bad edit, producers and editors from the show can kind of make it seem like you're doing anything. Like, for example, one notorious fucking scene from our After the Altar episode was when something like drama filled was happening and they made my head reverse the opposite direction. Do you remember yeah. that? Everyone's yeah. like, why is DG's head doing that? Well, that was all editing. And it made it seem like I was so interested in the drama that was happening. But really, like, It was just an example of how it can be edited to make it look like you were like so invested in the drama around you. So that's kind of an example of what we mean by you can get a bad edit. So like your words can be taken from anywhere of filming and placed in such a way that it makes you look bad. And I think like that's what it's referring to. Yeah, like when we say someone got a bad edit for someone who got a good edit, Um, I think that there's this need to place people into these one dimensional characters. I mean, like even people with good hearts or who we believe have good hearts, they do, they don't, they have bad moments. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But it, it, it's up to the editors if they want to put those bad moments in the show. So deep D, 
let's just say it how it is. I think you got a very, very good edit on our season, deservingly so. I think that you are a very good person with a very, very good heart. However, do I think that editors could have made you into like a bad, like a villain role? Yes. And not based to on a like certain what you extent. Say. Yeah, yeah, to a certain extent. I think that they could have put in pieces where you're looking some way or you're talking about something else and take the context out of that and put it in another scene where it would makes sense based mm-hmm. on the situation but you're like it doesn't in real life it's not even related exactly so i th- i think that there is like that's what we say got a bad edit mm-hmm. so someone can say something really really bad and yes it says a lot about their character but also a really like what we consider a good character might also say something really bad during filming but it's completely cut out which means yeah. they're getting a good edit throughout the show Right. I don't know if and, that makes sense to you. Yeah, guys. and if if someone like got a bad edit, if if like a few words were taken out of context and put like isolatedly was like shown, it makes them look like they're a bad person. Isolatedly? What? Yeah, like if there was an isolated statement and they yeah. don't show the context of it isolatedly. <laughs> Honestly, I need my own vocabulary. I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. Wow. You really do. <laughs> Faux pas. Um, I don't know why <laughs> Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Okay, what's our next question? Let's see. Um, Does Netflix give you media training? Some cast members are very classy when answering questions and others are not. (laughs) Okay, I've actually always wanted to answer this. We do not receive media training. None of the cast members do. Why would we receive media training? We're not even worth it. We're like a one-time cast for each season. So no, like no one is media trained. That is not a thing. Deepti and I were not media trained um, when our season was coming out. Based on our conversations with other cast members from other seasons, they also were not media trained. It's it's just how we like answer the questions. Um, I think that people who are more classy in the way they answer questions versus what you would call real... That's not like, I, th- I think that's just people trying to like protect themselves really and kind of like protect their peace. Yeah. Agreed. Like for us, I feel like we, in the very beginning when the show came out, when we would receive like questions from media outlets, I think that we were very, um, what I would consider like classy and what we, you know, responded with. I like made sure I did not talk bad about my fiance, um, to yeah. a certain extent. And that was more more for me, like protecting myself and kind of staying out of the drama. Yeah, I agree. I was the same way. I didn't want to like bash anyone. But at the same time, I think there was a fine line of like standing up for yourself and yeah, being empowered, but not in yeah. a way that would bring anyone down. So, Okay. Well, mm-hmm. next question we received, who is your favorite Love is Blind cast member based on your personal interactions and knowledge? AK, not based on the show. Ooh, I think mine would be Giannina. 
I Mine just, too. yeah, yeah, I absolutely loved her. Um, just in real life, I think she has such good energy and her outlook on life like really matches mine. We're all about manifesting, baby. <laughs> yes. Okay, so my favorites are definitely Cameron from season one. He is extremely, extremely real. Love Giannina, very lovely. Um, and very relatable as well. Um, I love Nancy. Oh my goodness. She is, she's a sweetheart. She yeah, truly, she truly is. Oh my gosh. Like the show does not do her justice. I know she got a really good edit on the show, but when you meet her in person, she is like, she is just, you could just tell so she's bubbly. just like a very nice, nice mm-hmm. person. Very nice and kind. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really like Tiffany um, from season four. <laughs> you're supposed to name one favorite and oh, you're I'm sorry. literally... <laughs> I'm dead. You're like, we got, we got a list. Okay, well, we got a I'll, fucking I'll just list. stop there. I'll just stop there. Well, th- those are my faves. So. No, there's a lot of good favorites. I think you're making the point that there are so many good people yeah. that were cast. And we haven't met all of them. So, yeah. you know, like we're just going based on like the very small number of Love is Blind cast members that we've met so far. Yeah, for sure. Um, Next to Kawashan, do you run into season two cast often in Chicago? No. Weirdly, not as much. Uh, I think the two people I hang out with the most is obviously you and Ayana from our season. And then um, Mallory Danielle will also hang out time to time, but they have full-time jobs, so it's a little bit harder. Um, But, oh, I've also seen Shayna a few times. And, you know, again, like I said, we've been always cordial. Um, And yeah. Okay, next question, and this is um, a juicy one. What is your take on the cutie situation of season three? So that, um, the one between Zanab and Cole. Wow, we're really, why is this our most asked question every time we do an AMA? This is the, <laughs> one of the most asked questions. My take on it, oof. Okay, obviously, just watching the cutie scene alone, I tend to side with Cole in the fact that it doesn't seem as bad as what Zeneb described the situation to be. But in my opinion, I really think that that Zeneb's recall of that situation is like a pileup of all the incidents that have maybe happened before that scene. And so I think like the feeling that she had was that Cole was very, I don't know, not judgmental, but was like kind of nitpicking at her maybe when it comes to eating. And she, it was like, I don't know, it was all like festering up and building up in her own mind. And I think the cutie scene is where it kind of blew up for her, even though Cole didn't intend it to. I don't know. I think it's like a, a big thing of like miscommunication or like when you interpret a situation based on emotion versus just asking the person, is this how you really feel? It's like an interpretation of what they're feeling, if that makes sense. I could honestly decipher this whole, that whole scene and like spend an entire episode talking about it because I have some thoughts. Just because it's, it's complicated. It's not just an easy like she's right or he's right. It's, there's so many feelings involved, you know? I agree with you. I think it could be like two scenarios she either exaggerated it to make cole look bad 
or you're right, like things were happening behind the scenes out that didn't make the show or happened outside of filming that made her feel like the comments he was making had more weight about her weight than it actually did in that moment. Yeah. So. Absolutely. There's, yeah, there's just like so many, it's complicated because I don't think like one person is right or wrong. I think there's just like so many feelings and unspoken things. Ooh, but I do think that there is someone who is right or wrong in that situation. We just don't have the information to like provide that opinion, if that makes sense. Cause like, we don't know what happened behind the scenes between them. So I was like, I don't know if he made other comments and that's what caused her to kind of like, you know, feel this way towards Cole and exaggerate what actually happened or, you know, like something else was going on. Well, it goes back to that bad edit thing, you know, like anything can be shown. So exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, our next question, how do you decide which guests come on your podcast? Uh, We kind of don't decide that. Um, We typically do not reach out to other cast members to come on our podcast. Um, They typically reach out to us to come on. And so if they want to use us as a platform, we interview them. And so that's, that's how we... I don't want to say choose our guests, but that's how we get guests on this on this podcast. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we reach out, but usually people come to us. Yeah. Yeah. If it's like a friend and we're like, hey, like come on our podcast because we'd love to like, you know, talk about our friendship or like get your perspective on something, then yeah, yeah. we'll we'll ask. But if it's someone that we don't really know, um, then typically it's because they came to us. Yeah. Okay, next question for you. Do you feel like Love is Blind has proved love doesn't need attraction or have you found that appearance is important? Mm. I think that love does require attraction. Um, In my opinion, I think you can have the emotional connection and have the pillar or the foundation of, you know, just having like you match on backgrounds and having compatibility and having all of the characteristics that you look for in your paper match, for example. Right. But I do think that how you act in real life, what your habits are, how you um, carry yourself and how you treat others. There's so much more that I think is important when it comes to a connection and love that I think it's very important. Um, Like even your appearance, I think is very important because at the end of the day, you want to be attracted and emotionally connect with somebody on another layer. You know what I mean? So I think that... um, Attraction is very important. I don't think it's everything because I think attraction can grow over time. I find that for sure. I agree. I think physical appearance um, can also say a lot about a person, like someone who looks hygienic. That's something hygiene, not saying it's like, well, that's important to me. Like I want my ideal partner to be like a very hygienic person. And I think physical appearance like plays a role into that. Um, and says, says some things about a person. Agreed. Um, okay. Okay. Next question. Would you ever consider doing a rewatch and a recap of your own season? Oh, dun, dun, dun. (laughs) 
Mm, I don't know. I I actually do really want to because I do think that there's like a lot of side stories that um, haven't been told that would be like very juicy to tell. Ooh. I do think it would cause a lot more drama than we would intend for it to just because we are friends with half of the cast from our season. Yeah. And also like so much time has passed to like reopen those wounds, I think would be like, oh, it would be just be hard. But I think our listeners would really enjoy it. I don't know. And I also like uh, personally, like, would I watch it again? How do I, how would I feel? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's just, I don't know. It just like re-triggers people. You'll just have to wait and see. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Next question. What are your predictions for the future of the Love is Blind franchise, given the recent lawsuits and allegations? I think the franchise has gotten so big at this point that the recent lawsuits and allegations aren't going to really impact new seasons coming out because I think we've said on the podcast before, there's so many new seasons already filmed that are on the docket to come out in the next few years that I think the franchise is going to continue on. I really do hope that they hear what the contestants have been saying and like take the feedback and make a few changes to make it a safer environment for um like cast to go on the show and to film. Um, but I don't think that it's going to impact it. I don't think this franchise is going anywhere. Yeah, I agree. I don't think that there's going to be a lot of changes made um, to the future seasons. Um, and the reason why I say that is Kinetic Content, the, the production company, hasn't really owned up to really anything that has been said by former cast members when it comes to like the treatment of the cast. Um, Obviously these lawsuits are ongoing. No one has ever like, they haven't settled on, you know, like what has actually happened. Um, So yeah, I don't, but I, I think that the franchise is pretty strong. I think it's one of the most popular dating slash love reality tv shows out there and i don't think there's any slowing down yeah yeah there's definitely no slowing down okay our last question has there been any relationships across the lib franchise yes and that's all we can say about it (laughs) dun 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 well (laughs) um Hopefully we've answered a lot of your questions that you guys had. Thank you so much for sending in all of your thoughts um, and especially the questions for this episode. I think I just love the format of it so much. Um, if you have anything else that you guys want to know, just reach out to us at our Instagram page at Out of the Pods. Make sure you leave a review and subscribe. That's what keeps us going. So see you next Wednesday. Bye. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 
With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.